0: Good evening, folks. It's time for your Friday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And hopefully, Jeff, today we can actually do an entire podcast uh, where we, uh, you know, make it the whole way through as compared to yesterday where we had that uh, nice little uh, blip. (laughs) We were both frozen and then uh, weren't able to get back into Zoom to finish it off. I'm
1: sure your editing skills made it seem flawless and nobody noticed a thing.
0: I, I, well, I, I made sure actually people did notice a thing, but not okay. enough that they, they, they didn't get all of the uh, um, all of the uh, multiple attempts to try and resume the podcast. That we, That's right. That or we, the
1: uh, You know, the, uh, the where we use kind of salty language as this was happening. Uh,
0: it, was, it wasn't so <laughs> much salty as it was. Hey, this isn't working. Uh, so, right,
1: you're frozen. I'm not sure if I'm frozen to you, but you're frozen yeah. to me. So,
0: so, so this is this is what happens when you rely on your home internet as compared to the corporate internet we have at
1: uh, right the building. And and it really it, it could be just my internet because I live in the you know in, out the country.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm <laughs> not gonna I'm not gonna absolve myself of blame here blame here. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you know, and now we're getting completely mm-hmm. off topic. The one thing that we talked a lot about yesterday was probably our primary story today. And I can't say that I'm surprised that Tim Kaine decided on a third term. I was surprised when they were even bringing up the speculation that he wasn't going to run, but uh he did manage to get a whole lot of media to attend a round yeah. table today up in Churchill,
1: yeah, and that was uh you know interesting that uh you know and I you know I think the the round table started at nine and I think the estimated time for this media availability was ten o'clock, and it seemed to be pretty much on time too. So that was also kind of surprising.
0: Yeah, I mean, normally these <laughs> things uh, delay a little bit, but uh, right. the good thing is he he didn't pull, you know, what what I've seen some politicians do, which is, you know, hey, I'm, you know, put out a, you know, this little hint that I may announce something, and then not announce something, and then do do this like two or three times before actually, you know. Holding, holding the official announcement because then you got to do it to somebody crying wolf type situation.
1: Right. And well, I think some people were also thinking that, well, why would he announce that he could announce this unless he's saying he's not going to run, which would be the bigger story?
0: Yeah, w- I- I- exactly. But uh, again, like I was I- I'm not surprised he's running. He's relatively young. There's a whole lot of uh, senators that are older than him. Um right. You know, and, and he hasn't had, you know, the entire time that he's been there, he hasn't, you know, always been in the majority. He has things that he wants to get done. He's he's in the majority right now, you know, the majority party. Um, But, uh, you know, you also have a split Congress, so things aren't really, you know, getting through that he would want. I'm I'm not surprised that he's going to try for another term.
1: No, I'm not either, you know, for mainly the reasons you mentioned and especially the slim majority they do have in the Senate.
0: Yeah. And, and and it does help out the Democrats from the standpoint of, you know, it's not a seat that could potentially be flipped. Although, honestly, as, as people have noted, you know, Democrats have won a huge amount of the statewide races recently. In fact, uh, you know, the, the, the win by Youngkin, Governor Youngkin, um, Attorney General Meares and Lieutenant Governor Sears was really a, a flip that we that went against the grain. It had been really a Democratic run statewide for a while. Yes, it has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so there's a good chance uh, Tim Kaine wins, especially with the empower, power of incumbency. And there would have been a good chance that a Democrat won had Tim Kaine not run. But and,
1: you know, the last Republican senator we had was the guy that Tim Kaine defeated. Right. Uh, no
0: that? well the last well uh no no it was uh it was uh, it was john, uh john warner who, who retired and tim kane took uh john warner's oh. the, the the former okay. john warner seat so so yes because correct me uh or was no 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 sorry did mark warner t- i'm sorry i'm gonna have to think this through for a second did mark no t- kane kane beat allen right kane beat allen but who's no kane beat allen for the web seat so sorry we're going back in history now. Jim KB Webb, yeah, Allen for the Jim Webb seat. Um, yeah. Mark Warner took the John Warner seat. Sorry. So, and, and as as Mark Warner said in his early days of political yes. life in Virginia, no relation. So we should just call that the Warner seat. That would have made it much easier. Um, right. So, so thank you for for correcting correcting my mistake there, but um right the last republican um republican uh well no it was john warner still would have been the last republican cuz he retired and um mark he was warner. still
1: alive when 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 kane beat george allen uh
0: yes okay. he was still but but I, let me see i'm not trying to remember the timeline of when cuz mark warner won in uh just recently one in 20 uh 20 so his would have been 14 in 08 so yes so the last republican senator would have been john warner who retired mm-hmm. in 08 okay. if, I, if i remember that correctly so so now that now now that we've gone through the chronology of of uh virginia senators and everyone has flipped off this podcast we'll move <laughs> on to our next story <laughs> um well, we talked a lot yesterday about, uh, you know, that situation with the teacher being shot down in Newport news and the statement from the family. And then today we end up having a gun in a school close to home, really close to home, um, mm-hmm. you know, up in, uh, up in the far West end, uh, RICO uh, arresting or taking into custody, I should say a student at home in middle school, um, after a gum was found in that student's backpack. Uh, they, they, uh, were given an anonymous tip, went to the school, the school resource officer and then the administrators searched uh, the student's belongings, found the gun, there was a slight struggle and now the student is potentially facing charges. But again, um, one, it shows the good thing about anonymous tips and, and kids and maybe parents or others saying, hey, this is something we need, you know, to, to look into, uh, but also shows that it can happen, you know, basically anywhere.
1: Right. And do we know the, timeline of when this happened was at the beginning of the day of the school it was around 11 or- o'clock they went over to the o'clock. school at okay. 11 o'clock so. so late morning man.
0: yeah and, and if if i remember correctly within right goes a uh, school setup i believe they start middle school around uh around uh eight o'clock ish i believe elementary goes first then middle then then high school as compared to uh Ch- chesterfield where it's the middle school students that go at 7 a.m and and then the uh High in high in elementary, but then again, again I didn't go into this uh, podcast memorizing school schedules either. So,
1: (laughs) well, you know, this is just the let's test Matt's brain section of the podcast on a totally different story.
0: Yes, so (laughs) so, but but again, it's good that 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 anonymous tip was called in. Of course, you know, truth be told, you know, we're talking about the Newport News situation. They did have some previous knowledge of the gun in Newport News and searched and didn't find find the gun. So, so exactly. So, um. Other stories that we followed um, this morning, um, a bunch of abortion uh, restrictions that were proposed by Senate Republicans uh, were quickly defeated um, in a Senate subcommittee this morning. Uh, There were three different bans, one at conception, one at 15 weeks, one at the end of the second trimester, all pretty much defeated. They weren't completely party line votes because Senator Siobhan Donovan um, only voted for hers, which was the second trimester one. Uh, but voted against the the other two uh the fifteen and that conception. there may be some political things there as uh she's in a uh competitive uh district when the entire general assembly is up uh in november
1: now okay we're we're testing matt's brain here and then, well you you saw this committee meeting too, so you know the the players in it, but I know that Uh, Wasn't Amanda Chase's bill, the one at conception?
0: Um, Actually, there were two different ones. Uh, In fact, they didn't even hear Amanda Chase's bill. That bill was sent to rules, um, so it wasn't exactly killed, but it's going to be. Um, But they moved that one to rules. Uh, This was Senator Travis Hackworth. Um, He's uh, way out, I want to say, Washington County. Um, He he actually replaced um, Senator... uh, the late Senator uh, Chafin, I believe he was the Senator that passed away from COVID, but he is the, uh, he was, uh, he came into office uh, after uh, Senator Chafin died. And um, he is the one that proposed the one at conception, the 15 week one, which is the one sponsored by the, you know, by the governor's office was Senator Steve Newman from Lynchburg. And then, uh, Donovan's bill was the, the one at right, the second, second, second 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 trimester. trimester and a second trimester. So, um, there was, there was opposition most actually, what was interesting is most of the Democrats didn't speak against the bills. They just voted them down. Most of the opposition actually came from activists, uh, giving testimony, but, um, you know, the votes were, were relatively quick. It was actually a, a fairly, uh, decent, Debate, um, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of shouting, you know, none of the uh, the craziness that you do see, uh, you know, um, at various protests and the like. But uh, you know, it was it was it was a reasonable debate, which is is nice to see from that standpoint in a political atmosphere yeah. that is is not always reasonable.
1: Well, especially in a, a, an issue like that, people can be civil.
0: Yes, exactly exactly. It was nice to nice to see that. I mean people held their positions, but it was it was really, Oh, sure.
1: And that's the way it
0: should be. Yeah, rel- rel- relatively civil. Um and final story and this has been going on and we I talked a little bit about this at the end of the podcast when it was just myself um on uh on Thursday. Um this weird story out of uh Chesterfield uh where there was the solicitation case against a Virginia Beach pastor, John Blanchard, that was dropped. And then the police chief complained and Virginia Beach delegate Tim Anderson has complained. And now the uh, Commonwealth attorney, Stacey Davenport, is having a special prosecutor look at the facts of the case. And she was uh, actually on Richmond's Morning News this morning. What did she have to say uh, this morning in regards to, to to this?
1: Well, to to no surprise, she did not you know, go into details of what new evidence there was or exactly um, what led them to drop charges against Blanchard and the others in this. Well, I mean, not everybody else, but a good majority of the people caught in that sting. But she did uh, touch on uh, when this new evidence came to light. And she said that it was um, this past Tuesday, she received an email. This is after, of course, the holiday weekend we just had last weekend. Uh, She got an email from uh, Chesterfield Police Department saying that there is new evidence in this case. And within a couple hours of her receiving that email, she got a visit from a police detective to talk about this. And the timeline, of course, that being Tuesday, and she made the announcement on Thursday. So uh, it was... Yeah, I imagine at some point on Wednesday or the rest of the day, Tuesday, she was kind of <clears throat> figured out what needs to happen in this case. But a lot of what the attention of what has been going on in this case kind of centers around uh, the police chief in Chesterfield, uh, Jeffrey Katz, and <clears throat> his anger toward uh, the Commonwealth's attorney's office in this case. And John had asked, uh, you know, uh, what is the relationship between yourself and the police department? And she said that January 3rd is the date. She mentioned that she and chief Katz had lunch to talk about the case. <clears throat> and of course that's all before the, the new evidence, she, the new evidence came to light. Um, and you see, she said, And quite frankly, she said that Katz had told her that, you know, they're still we're still upset about you dropping the case. And she talked about what happened when she came up with the evidence, which she didn't detail about why they were dropping the case and dropping charges against um, Blanchard and, and the others who had charges dismissed. So Katz had reiterated and quite frankly said, you know, we're we're upset about that. But. She also said that this isn't the first time that the police department and the Commonwealth's attorney have had differences in cases. This happens a lot, not all the time, but it happens more often than this one time. So and so they kind of agreed to disagree during this lunch um, lunch time or lunch uh uh meeting that they had on january 3rd so and of course that was you know a couple weeks before this new evidence came to light
0: yeah no and it, and i've seen them you know I've, I've attended press conferences where they've both been there and and worked together um uh, there was a case i want to say a summer ago where where you know they were actually critical of 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 a judge in a case um you know mm-hmm. yeah and, oh yeah I, I remember that uh, an unusual step of criticizing a judge, which you don't normally see police and a criminal's yeah. attorney do. Um, but uh, yeah, there, there's clearly some uh, frayed relationships or frayed, mm-hmm. uh, frayed, uh, you know, maybe not relationship, frayed relationships, maybe not be the mm-hmm. best word. There, there's some fraying there in the relationship, I should yeah, say. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know that it's you know irreconcilable. No, no, um, no. And
1: she, she even said that you know, because John asked her if this, you know, particular history of some acrimony on, in this case in particular, is going to affect if this case does go to trial, which it looks like it very well could. Um, you know, or at least there's the possibility of that now, whereas a week ago that wasn't a possibility. Yeah. Uh, at least it seemed and she said yeah all this all this all these differences can be set aside and we should be able to work you know together on this
0: now now we should point out there is some some bit of politics here as well cuz there is the possibility that delegate Tim Anderson you know decides to move to Chesterfield and run for Kamala's attorney he talked about that yesterday um prior to the announcement um yeah
1: and 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 uh Davenport was saying um in kind of reaction to that um, uh, those comments by Anderson who said that, well, things seem to be falling apart in Chesterfield, you know? And, you know, she was saying that that's, you know, as, as you would expect that she says, that's not the case.
0: Well, and, and what's interesting going even deeper, uh, Davenport was elected after um, in part as a reactionary candidate to the previous uh, Kamala's attorney, who was uh, a, a more liberal, um commonwealth's attorney uh, not as liberal i, I should say as, as the the ones that t- typically get mentioned uh up in loudon and uh you know fairfax county where you see a mm. lot of criticism by 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 some of the republicans of the the commonwealth's attorney up there but there was the, this was a reactionary her 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 election wasn't part of reaction to his election um you know in a special election, so it's interesting that we're now seeing you know even even more um movement against the the Commonwealth attorney's office when she was a you know in fact elected as a right. a a more conservative yeah. candidate to begin with so <laughs> right and there was
1: another timeline that I'm not clear on um that maybe you can shed some light on uh Chief Jeffrey Katz was on with the w r v a talk show host jeff Katz. Making some comments about Davenport. And I'm not sure when those comments happened, whether they were after the January 3rd lunchtime uh, meeting or when that was. But, you know, apparently Is, he apparently said some things in that interview.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, like we said, afraid, there are afraid yeah, relationships. Right. And, 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 and unfortunately, this also appears to be playing out in the media as well. So, Oh, but she
1: mentioned that too. So, yeah.
0: so, yeah. so, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see exactly how this resolves itself. And, and she know. expressed
1: a lot of frustration in the interview that people who don't even know or don't even live in this area are making these assumptions about the case that, you know, where they're not even familiar with the details and that sort of thing.
0: Well, and, and that, that's a, a not so veiled stab at Tim Anderson, who lives Absolutely. down in Virginia Beach. Of course, let me point out that this case actually originates in Virginia Beach because that's where John Blanchard, the pastor. That's where the pastor's from. Lost in all of this is the fact <laughs> that there was a pastor from Virginia Beach who was arrested in a solicitation stick
1: right and that's you know
0: we keep we keep up
1: and and keep in mind this happened in october of 2021 so it's like almost a year and a half ago
0: and i feel feel it necessary to say he maintains his innocence through all of this though really no one's talking to him because it's all been all the stuff surrounding the case and just not the well i mean he doesn't
1: have to talk right now because he's had the charges dropped
0: right right exactly so (laughs) so but anyway so That was a complex story that we decided to end on there, (laughs) but we'll keep an eye on that as well as this. Oh, yeah, it's not over
1: by any stretch. So
0: So, um, on Monday, obviously, we'll keep an eye on the General Assembly and see where we go from there. Um, Also, coming up not this Monday, but the following Monday, um, it looks like we'll be getting close to the start of the uh, Lucia Bremer, um, the trial in the Lucia Bremer shooting. Keep in mind, that occurred back in 2020, and it's now 2023. Yes. Actually, was that – no, that may have been – was that 2020 or 2020? <clears throat> I think it
1: was 2020. It was um, April?
0: It was March of uh, – March. No, you know what? It was March of 2021, 2021. and I can tell you why, okay. why I remember, because that shooting stopped the spring football game, and that had to have been um, the year after COVID. So it was 2021. So that's that's okay. we're almost yeah. almost approaching two years at that point. Yeah. So so anyways, so this has been a rather long, lengthy and somewhat <laughs> complicated uh, Friday evening edition of its news to us. Thank you very much for for sitting in with me, Jeff. I appreciate that. You yeah, sure. And,
1: you know, we've had a lot of timeline questions in this yeah. podcast. Yes.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Everything, every single story dealt with the timeline. Um, yes. so, so for Jeff Stapleton, I'm News Director Matt Dumline. We'll talk to you on Monday.